So about three years ago, I came to a crossroads where I felt like, although I believe I just got a promotion, I just was bored. I was bored with the job. I was just frustrated with my bosses and just their leadership style. And I sat down and started thinking, wow, I am really thankful to God for this promotion, but was this the right decision for me to accept? And over time, I decided that I was going to create my own position. And I didn't really know how I was going to do that, but I knew that I had to do something because I liked the company. I just didn't like my position. And I know sometimes we get into spots where or places in our lives where we need change. We need change in our jobs. We need change in our careers because if we don't, we get bored. Now, some people, they are willing to stay with a job for 20 plus years and not get promoted. They're comfortable. They're great. They get their pay. They're able to survive and support their families and themselves. And that is great. But there are others like me where I get the itch about every three years. So Today, I'm going to talk about that pivotal change and how do you decide when is the right time to make that change? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with your host, Stacey Camille. On this show, I have honest, real-life conversations about building an online business, being a Christian entrepreneur, and everything in between. Join me as I talk about my victories, setbacks, and successes using the truth and wisdom of God's Word. Change when it comes to our jobs, our careers, and just making the right decision. Have you ever been at a crossroads where you're like, I really need a new job. I need a change of career, whether it's because of your boss or just the work is just boring. You're just not being challenged anymore. Here are 10 questions to ask yourself before quitting your job. So number one, do I want to quit my job or do I just want to change positions? And it's a really good question to ask because sometimes we get so frustrated about or where about where we are currently that we just totally want to quit and move on. And maybe all we need is an actual change. Maybe we just need a new environment, maybe new supervision, new management, a new vision, just a totally different department. So sometimes it's not so much you want to change your job completely. Maybe you just want to change positions. So that is a really good question to ask. Do you love your company? Do you love what they stand for? Do you love the values? Do you love where they're going, the overall vision but you might not like your current boss at the time. You might not like the task that you're given to do. So that is a good question to ask and be honest yourself, honest with yourself when, when, when making that choice. Number two is, if I do quit, 
How can I do it in a way that doesn't hurt my career? A couple of years ago, I, and this is a crazy story actually, I managed a uh, a person that was a little, let's say challenging, is what I'm gonna call it right now. And the way the whole situation played out was that they were trying to make themselves the victim of, I guess, workplace hostility, or they, they interpreted being held accountable for workplace hostility. And it just came to just a really toxic, unhealthy situation for the both of us. And I was this person's manager at the time. And what ended up happening was, of course, you know, I'm a documenter, so I document a lot of things that are happening. And when I start seeing trends and changes in behavior, you know, I make sure that I over communicate and I document incidences that are happening because I could, because I can see, I, I can clearly see where the path was going. So when it was time for HR to kind of get involved, it was pretty much a clear cut black and white case. Like, okay, you know, this person has to go. And at the time we were still kind of in the middle of the pandemic and the person came on to the call clearly in their bedroom, not dressed, just looking disheveled, clearly didn't care, you know, knew it was going to happen and was just had a just very unhealthy, toxic attitude towards the situation. Now I understand being upset because you know, you're losing your job, but the way the person left and the impact that they left was like, you know, you're, you're skilled in certain areas. You can have potential. You did have a want to move up in the company or to move elsewhere. And if you handle the situation, you probably could have been transferred to another department where you felt like you were more comfortable, but because of the toxicity of the situation and your behavior, now it's like, okay, we have to completely cut ties and moving on now to another organization that was similar to ours. Like you can't even get a recommendation. So, you know, it's a small It's a small industry and when you're in a, in a nonprofit industry, especially you want to be careful of how you leave your current situation and move on to the next. Not everything is going to be perfect, but to have a professional demeanor and to leave with your integrity is always the best choice. Even if you are not at fault, right? You don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Speaking of, and I know I'm taking some time on number two is when I interviewed someone else, one of the questions that myself and a colleague would ask, and we asked this particular young lady during the interview was, you know, if I called your previous employer, what would they say about you? And that's kind of your opportunity to say some positive things, or maybe you could have said, well, my employer said that, you know, I need to work on this situation and that helped me grow and da, 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 da. So you can, you can use that opportunity to either promote yourself or just express a lesson that you've learned. And this particular young lady told myself and my colleague that, well, if you ask 
my employer anything, they will regret any answer that they give. It was something along those lines. It was like, okay, are we in the twilight zone? What is happening here? And to me, when I heard that answer, I immediately shut down because even if the situation between her and her previous employer was not her fault, the fact that she kind of gave that answer just indicated that there was just some unhealthy stuff going on there. And she's bringing that same energy to this current situation. And that's not what we wanted. So if you quit, when you quit, just make sure you're taking the high road and that it doesn't hurt your career. All right. Especially if you want to stay in the same industry. So number three, what am I willing to sacrifice? So that's a question that you should ask yourself. If you're getting perks or something with your current company, you want to ask, what are I willing to give up those fringe benefits? Am I willing to give up maybe working from home every once in a while? Maybe being able to spend time with my family. Just think about what you're going to be giving up, you know, maybe tenure, my pay. Do I have to take a pay cut? Just all of that. Just think about that. And question number four, what, how committed am I to this decision? So if I quit, am I going to basically regret that I quit and then get into a situation where I have to go back to the same employer and ask for my job back? Now, you may think that this is uncommon. Yeah, I will never go back. And when I quit, once I turn my back, I'm gone. But I have seen on multiple occasions throughout my career where people have left the job thinking that they were going to be okay or they can easily find another job and then ended up coming back to their uh, previous employer and asking for that same position back. And guess what? Sometimes they would have to take a pay cut. Because all of the time that they spent with this employer over the years, they've been getting raises and all of that stuff based on their experience and tenure. But if you go back, you might have to start back at the same salary that someone would start with that just entered the company. So be careful of that. And number five, this is really, really important. Did I talk to God about this decision? And I say this is important because I have used godly wisdom in every decision that I've made career wise. And God has never, ever, ever pointed me in the wrong direction. Even when I quit my job in New York and came to Houston, I had no backup plan when I came here. It's not like I had a job offer and I came here to work. I had no backup plan, but I knew some people here that helped me out. And it turned out that I got ended up getting like two job offers And I knew nothing about the company, about, you know, I was just happy to have a job because I've been out of a job for, you know, some time and I was running out of savings. So, you know, I started to panic a little bit and I was worried. So I I was like, okay, God, you know, what am I going to do? Should I go to this place? You know, should I go to this other place? And I talked to God, where should I go? What should I do? Should I accept any of these positions or should I decline and keep on looking? And God clearly pointed me to the right office to the right manager so much so is if I took the other option I know that I wouldn't be where I am today in this company I know that I would be in that same position at that other location and taking the location that God pointed me to allowed me to be put in front of people that 
had the key to my promotions, to my success, to my raises. And I wouldn't have gotten that if I didn't listen to God's voice when he spoke to me. So talking to God, you can never go wrong with asking God where you should go, what you should do, whether it's in business ministry or your nine to five. Number six, is it a priority for me to find another job as soon as possible? This is an important question to ask because we don't really think about how soon are we going to need funds in order to support ourselves. Sometimes we work on emotions and quit a job because we're hurt, because we're tired, because we're frustrated, not really thinking about how it's going to affect our finances. So when we are making these decisions, think about, you know, how, how much funds do I have in the bank to sustain me and how long can these funds sustain me and you know how long will it take for me to find something sometimes you'll think that oh because i have experience and i have this great resume it's only going to take me 30 days i just have to go on a couple of interviews and it's going to be great just to find out that it may take three to four months or even six months to a year to find another job especially when it comes around to the holiday time People don't realize that a lot of employers between, I want to say October to December, usually close out their books. They're looking to close out their books for the year. So they're not really looking to hire during that holiday season. So you could be applying, 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 and kind of trying to figure out, okay, why isn't anybody getting back to me? Well, that's because nobody's really looking to hire during the holiday season. A lot of the holiday season hiring happens around August, September. So you want to really think about that. Now you can put out your application. You can put out your resume and all of that during that time, but just know that you may not get a response until late January, February, sometimes even March. So take those things into consideration, take hiring seasons into consideration. And if you need to, you know, go on blogs and websites that will give you advice about when is the best time to change your careers? When is the best time to apply to certain jobs? What is the season, seasonal turnaround in certain industries so you don't get stuck? Okay. Number seven, here's your question. Am I looking for a new career path or just a job that pays more money than what's currently available? And the second part to that is, am am I looking for stability or growth? That's a good question to ask yourself. So if you're looking for a new career path, then you may think about and focus on your soft skills. What are your transferable skills that you'll be able to use in this new career? And you will also have to think about, do I have to go back to school? Do I have to take courses? Do I have to be certified in certain things? How long is that going to take? Is it going to cost me any money? So those things you want to really think about when you're changing your career path. If you're just looking for another job, of course, that's an easy, straightforward job search. And if you have to hire a recruiter, you're going to do that. But when you're changing a career path, you know, you can't just jump up from being a nurse and then become a firefighter like that. That's not happening. So you want to make sure that you are prepared to move from one career to another. And some people may think that, oh, 
because I have been doing this one career for 20 years that I definitely cannot move or go to another career. And that's not true. There are a lot of skills that you can gain in your current career that are transferable to another. You just probably have to identify them and write them down and get help with that. Next question is, can I live with the uncertainty of not knowing what comes next for me financially? And that kind of goes back to Uh, question, I believe that was question six. When you're thinking about moving and changing your careers, and actually this goes with your ministry as well. If you're, if you're thinking about changing anything actually in life, whether it's church, career, just regular jobs, locations, you want to think about there might be some uncertainty in what's on the other side of this decision. We think we know what's going to happen in the future. We kind of calculate the future based on our experiences in the past, and it may not go the way we think it's going to go. So being able to be comfortable with the fact that the plan may not go the way you think it's going to go, despite all the preparation that you've made, is kind of going to put you at ease, not fully, but at least it will lessen the anxiety effect of making certain decisions. We tend to be beings of control. We like to know what's going to happen. Some of us us more than others, we need to know what's going to happen on the other side before we make a decision. So we procrastinate on doing certain things. But at the end of the day, if you're going to move forward, if you're going to change, if you're going to grow, you just have to be comfortable with the fact that you're not always going to know the end, but there's someone that does know the, your end from your beginning. And that is Jesus Christ. That is God. So that's why it's really important to trust him, to communicate with him because, and allow him to guide you because he is the one that is going to guide you into the direction you need to go in because he already knows what's going to happen on the end, right? Next question. So will the prospect of having no income affect the quality of my life in other ways, such as family obligations? So there's a financial aspect as well. You want to make sure that that's not going to affect your, well, it will affect your family budget in some way or the other, but you want to plan with your spouse or your family or whoever shares your financial responsibilities and not just kind of like jump and make these decisions on your own because it may affect your family in a bigger way than you think. So communication would be the key here and having a backup plan. Always have a, I always have an ABC plan. And your last question would be, what are my long-term goals professionally and personally? Like really, where do I want to go? Do I want to just quit this job and just keep on going until retirement, maybe sometime in the future? Or do I have a real plan of where I want to end up? If I, 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 I always like to have an end goal and reverse engineer meaning, okay, I, in five or 10 years, I, I see myself doing this or being this. And so what does it take for me to get there? And then I break that down into little steps and then I sort of kind of reverse engineer so I can see the plan from A to Z and start working it in smaller bites. And that's a really good way 
in to, to, to get to long-term, really big goals. And it's just by accomplishing smaller goals, right? So when you're thinking about this question, what is your long-term goals? Think about how much money do you need to retire? When do you want to retire? There's a lot of people that are like in their early thirties, early forties that are retiring now because they started planning from way when they were in their twenties and they kind of reverse engineered of what they need. So they know, okay, I need a million, $2 million to retire comfortably and keep living until I'm whatever age old. So I know that right now I'm going to need a job that makes this much money and I'm going to take this amount of my income and invest it into real estate or or the stock market. And I know that I need to just keep reinvesting until I get to this point. So they've planned it out really well. So now that they're at this point, they're able to accomplish that goal. So, you know, you want to think about things like that. And that is the end of the advice for this episode. The next episode, we'll get into something a little bit more on the spiritual side. And But I hope these tips help you when you're trying to make these big decisions. All right, so join me next time. And if you have not already, please visit the website at www.stacykingle.com. And remember to subscribe and download and share. This really helps to keep uh, the podcast going. If you find any value in it, God bless. See you next time. Thank you.